Welcome to Why Is with I and Dan. We're back in the green room. It's time to talk about movies that aren't related to the MCU. Welcome to the Green Room. My name is Tyler Borland, and with me today is Danny Vincent and Tori yeah. Estes. Good job, Tori came back. Yeah, we, we wanted you back, so good. Oh yeah, uh, no, I just snuck my way back in. You were like, ah, we don't really want her back. I was like, well, too bad. Yeah, that, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tori right now is wearing a mask that makes her look exactly like Craig. So we had no idea that she was actually here. <laughs> you know. Sneaky. Special thanks to Craig, friend of the podcast. Uh, Audio right. engineer Craig. Of course. Yeah, anyway, so uh, in the green room, as you know, this is where we talk about whatever movie or TV show or whatever we saw this week. However, this week is going to be a little bit different. Tyler actually followed the rules. Good job, Tyler. This week, we're doing something a little different. This is where my story comes in. I warned them before we got on that I had the story. Is that long ago, Danny tried to launch two podcasts. Neither of them launched, and this is my first podcast. One of the podcasts uh, was about Sonic Underground, which uh, is not my story. That's that's a different story. Uh, but the podcast I am going to talk about is, so me and my friend Julius, who hasn't guested on this podcast, but will someday, we came up with the idea for a podcast where we'd go watch movies, we'd review the movies on a podcast, but our hook was we wanted to talk extensively more about the trailers than the movie. So, like, for example, our pilot episode was we saw Batman v Superman, and we would we talked, like, for 15 minutes on the Lego Batman trailer that was attached to it, but when it came time to talk about Batman v Superman, uh, <laughs> we were like, like, it's not that good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a good movie. <laughs> and that, that's what we left it at, so. So was it, like, you talked about the, tra- the trailers that you saw the movie in theaters, and then you would talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah. trailers that played... Before the yeah, movie. so like for example, I think the accountant's trailer was out. So we talked for like ten minutes on like what is the accountant and why does this matter? You know the Ben Affleck movie, The yeah. Accountant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're like, what? Why is this being made? I know the trailer's here because it's Ben Affleck's Batman, but like what? But yeah, it, we never like we recorded, and I don't think it was ever edited. Uh, and I actually thought it was a decent idea for a podcast. And so, like, we really started thinking about it. It's like, you know, what if we get the accountant in every single movie? You know, what if we just, this trailer right. doesn't leave us alone? And we just have to keep talking about the accountant for the rest of our lives. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, all this to say is that this week on this show, two of us are discussing trailers we saw. Uh, but I don't think, I think, I think it's not like a trailer reaction. We're going to discuss something, like, more, like, in relation to the trailer, I think. At least I am. And I... Tori's nodding her head, so I think she's doing that too. So uh, we're going to start with Tori because guest goes first. Okay. So I really want to talk about the trailer for the Green Knight movie coming out, which is from A24. And it's got Dev Patel in it as Sir Gawain from the story, Sir Gawain <laughs> the Green Knight. And it's based off, if anyone who doesn't know, it's based off the Arthur. Arthurian tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And I'm an avid, these guys know, but like I'm an avid literature nerd, Brit Lit nerd, everything um, nerd. So, can I ask for a quick second? Uh, I, I hate to be that guy who yeah, is always fine. that guy who interrupts the guest. Uh, but I'm curious, just so we're all on the same page, what right. is Tyler? Okay, to be clear, 
I read Sir Gawain in the Green Knight, like the epic poem in high school. Right. I'm, I don't know what Tyler's familiarity with it is, if he has any. That's what I want to... I think we read Sir Gawain, but it's it was like sophomore year of high school. So it's been... Yeah, so mine was in senior year, yeah. so it's still a while. Yeah. 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 I mean, basic premise, you know, Green Knight comes in, challenges... And it's like, give me a blow, and then I, someone can hit, like, then I'll hit them, like, a year from now. And Sir Gawain's like, I'll chop your head off, so I don't have to worry about it. And then the Green Knight's like, gotcha, picks up his head, and runs away with it. <laughs> like, see you in a year. Spoilers um, for Ancient Tale Green Knight. <laughs> <laughs> that happens in the first, like, five minutes of the trailer. It already shows right. his head. Oh, I don't know. I... Uh, the disclaimer, I did not watch the new trailer. I th- okay. I'm coming here just watching the old... But knowing it's in the trailer makes me happier that there's more yeah. I can discuss about it. Well, they okay. show, like, the first, like, basically up to him doing the one-year thing, and then the rest yeah. of it okay. is just, like, yeah, snippets of his inciting, adventure. the inciting incident. Yeah, oh, cool. exactly. I'm sure I'll get the... Uh, the reason I don't watch trailers online usually is because I, uh, generally go to the movies so much I get all the trailers anyway. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, right. Uh, in this case, I was like, well, I've seen the teaser, so I think I, I can still discuss the project. But go mm-hmm. on, yes. Yeah, well, I think with this movie, what I have, a, I have a lot of feelings, because I love this story. It's one of my favorite Arthurian tales ever. But the trailer, I mean, as you know, Danny, came out, like, last year, because the movie was supposed to release July of last year. Up. In fact, uh, not only was it supposed to release, release in July, but it had been scheduled to premiere at South by Southwest, which was mm-hmm. the first festival to be canceled because right. of COVID. So literally, it was going to premiere. We were going to have reviews out uh, two weeks before, but then COVID hit. And so like two weeks right. before, I was like, yeah, we're not premiering this movie. I was actually surprised right. it didn't premiere at South by Southwest this year, but mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I saw the trailer and like I was so excited and no one else seemed to be talking about this movie really. And I was just over the moon excited. And then obviously it got, you know, pushed back and everything. But July of this year should be coming out they released the new trailer like a week ago, which is why it came to my mind this week for the green room. But I don't know your guys' experience, but are you guys excited for it? Are you planning on seeing it? I'll let Tyler go first because I have a lot to say, but short answer is yes. Yeah. I do <laughs> plan on seeing it. Uh, but Tyler, you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I remember hearing about a movie coming out called The Green Knight. And mm-hmm. Tori, you probably had told me about it. Um, like a little, a little bit, we had talked about it, but, uh, I didn't know a trailer had come out, so I saw both the tri- the teaser and the trailer mm-hmm. just this past week. Um, overall, I, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if Prince Zuko, uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and Uncle Owen can save the day in this one. Uh, you know, I just realized what you meant by Prince Zuko because I was so confused. Like, Doctor Boss yeah. has nothing to do with this, and then I remembered. <laughs> remember that like, hit movie, live action Avatar: The Last Airbender? Movie that must not be named. Is that what right. you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I liked out of the teaser and the trailer. I liked the teaser better because of mm-hmm. the the suspense. There was some really excellent trailer. The teaser. I don't know if the new trailer does, but the teaser definitely made it look like an A two four horror movie. Yeah, which, uh, actually is a negative. I actually generally don't like A two four horror movies. It is mm-hmm. by the way to be clear. It's much like Kevin Feige. It is A twenty four. I just say A two four for some reason. Yeah, uh, to be clear, yeah, uh, it is. I'm just being. I'm just being me. Uh, Right, do you guys want my thoughts on the trailer? No, yeah, or rather right the project. <laughs> no, we're not. Right. No, Danny doesn't get to speak on this. Anyways, no! uh, 
You've interrupted too much, Danny. You can't yeah. say anything. Cut off. Your speaking uh, time is okay. up. So, Tori, I think it's super interesting, uh, but not like... Okay, so you said there wasn't much talk here, which is true probably among the mainstream, but among my crowd, which is super into film, this when the trailer came out for this, it was a huge event. Everyone has been excited for the idea of there being a serious Arthurian adaptation, because... I don't even think I could name when the last one was. The last big budget one was the Guy Ritchie one, which was clearly like not attempting to be faithful at all. The Transformers, uh, the last night. Okay, never mind. We're gonna, we're... Never mind. Uh, the Tyler. best thing about Transformers, the last night, that people need a minute. Tyler is canceled now. Tyler's that, speaking time is up. Is that, uh, sorry, now, now you're going to be side form of Transformers last night, but Thanks, I'm keeping it to Arthurian. Is that in Transformers 4, Stanley Tucci plays this tech mogul, and he had a sign on for Transformers 5, but then when the script was done for Transformers 5, yeah, these movies have scripts. You'd be shocked they do. Uh, there was no room for the tech mogul in the script, so they're like, hey, Stanley Tucci, can you just play Merlin in the prologue? And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll play Merlin in the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but I've been excited for Green Knight because the director of it is David Lowry. And I think everyone who's a film, like a big film nerd like me, has like an indie director that they're just constantly following and being interested by. A friend of mine, Caleb, who's going to be on next week, our podcast, his is Mike Flanagan. Mine is David Lowry. Because uh, David Lowry, to me, constantly makes movies that are close to being masterpieces, but don't quite get there because... In my opinion, he indulges a bit too much in his um I don't want to say his vices, but like his uh he 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 goes a bit too esoteric at points. That's why to me actually his best movie is and every all my film friends hate me for this, but my favorite film of his is Pete's Dragon, which is his Disney movie where he has to restrain yeah. himself back a bit. Because but since he restrains himself back a bit, the emotional horror of that movie is still more intact. Uh but I'm excited for this because I do think Green Knight is likely to be more of a structured affair than um, a ghost story was, which is his previous indie movie. Um, mm-hmm. But then after Green Knight, he's doing a Peter Pan movie for Disney Plus, which is the Disney Plus aspect is disappointing, as I'm sure you know. I hate <laughs> these movies going on streaming. Right, uh, right, right, right. But I will gladly watch that. Uh, but I've been excited for a new David Lowry. It's more for me, I'm like a new David Lowry movie. Right, yes, right, right, I'll right. take it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at for this. I'm very excited for it. It was probably, I think, my third or fourth most anticipated movie of 2020. Because mm-hmm. I, I always put up a list every year. I didn't do this year because last year I was so burned by none of them coming out. So, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, just re- refer to. I was like, refer to the anticipated of 2020 list. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, I'm excited for it too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just my biggest worry. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying. I did, to be clear, I still did not watch mm-hmm. the new trailer. That's all. I like the new trailer because it it's. It's atmospheric qualities is very is what I would expect for like an Arthurian mm, um, good, adaptation good, the, of sorts. The last one to me definitely felt like uh, AT4 was pulling there. This is one of our horror movies, so mm-hmm. you better come see it because AT4 right. horror is like its own brand right now. You know, right? Uh, I mean, definitely, it's definitely dark, um, but I think that this this story lends itself to that. Yeah, definitely. It's such a my my biggest fear is looking at the trailer, and I, I get it for uh, pacing and all of that, but in the actual epic poem, his adventures that he goes on, it's not really specific, like the adventures that he takes on his way to visit the Green Knight. 
it's just kind of like he has some adventures and then all of a sudden we're facing his issues there near the yeah. end i hope that we're not focusing too much on the in-between because it's about him and the green knight not like him in the world you know yeah <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot more it so i just hope we don't have these weird side quests that don't necessarily need to be involved but yeah. it, um, my, my counterpoint there would be uh it might be nice to want that but i don't know how you're gonna fill a full movie with right. what the well, poem gives you right and like i'm not saying that i don't want any side quests at all because like he goes on adventures and he has you know little plot points that he has to deal with but i hope that that's not the premise of the whole film you know yeah, but, yeah i got you it's interesting that it's actually got to tie it into Marvel and everything. It's actually got um, Aaron Kellyman in it, who played Carly in Falcon yeah. and Little Soldier. Mm. She's gonna play Winifred in this, so I'm excited to see that because I had never really heard of her before until Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At least me personally. Yeah, and now her seen, name uh, pops up again. Have you seen Solo? Oh, that's the only thing I know her from. Besides this, was oh she was in yeah, she Solo. was in Solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's one of the parts of Solo. I don't like Solo that much, but I like her in it. Uh, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just uh, excited to see the the portrayal of it, but I'm also nervous because I'm a big nerd and I try not to gatekeep my nerd things. But Arthurian <laughs> Tales is one of those <laughs> one of those specific. Uh, well, I, I would say, um, yeah, th- that's fair. Like I get keep I get keep stuff all the time. Uh, <laughs> Never, Danny. I would never. Yeah, anyway, so well, who's your favorite Spider-Man? Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but what was I going to say about? Well, my hope is that even if this doesn't live up to your expectation, I hope it does well. Because the fact is, is I think. I mean, the weird thing to me about King Arthur is that like we've never got like oh like all the adaptations of his stuff that is big budget. I say his stuff as if King Arthur wrote it. Uh, but, <laughs> the amazing uh, screenplay writer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all of them are always like, we've got a twist to it, and it's like, why can't we just do it straight? Like, in my mind, there's a you could adapt uh, the the what do you call it, the Once and Future King, which I know isn't like the go-to story, but that's like you could Lord of the Rings that you could make four movies out of that, and right. years back, to, and they would be successful. Like they're good. Like anyway, uh, no, well, yeah. you you bring up a a point there uh, that I was gonna ask, like. If if we only get one movie touching in, you know, uh, based in this in this world, um, then uh, would like would you would you necessarily want more, or would you just want this one movie that treats it that gives it the treatment that it deserves? I'd rather have this one, just because mm-hmm. this specific story I feel like needs to be told in one setting. Because yeah. it's meant to be, like, an ad- at least in a movie setting, you know? Like, it's an adventure tale, and I feel like you need the, you need the beginning and end of this adventure in one sitting, at least. But yeah. to go back on what you said, Danny, I mean, with this epic poem, even with, like, this... I call them side quests, sorry, my video game yeah. brain kicks uh, yes. in. Okay. His, um, yeah, his, uh, his side quests and everything, I don't think you could fill up more than one movie with this yes. story. So, yeah. I worry about, you know, portrayals of Arthurian tales. And not to go on a huge tangent, because I know we've got other things to talk about, but I don't know if you guys have seen the show on Netflix, Cursed, that came out. Um, oh, I've I heard of it, but no. Yeah. It was I actually it, pretty no. good. It was actually mm-hmm. pretty good, but it deals with a lot of Arthurian tales kind of wrapped into one, because it's about, like, the creation of the Lady of the Lake and all of that. Okay. Is its origin yeah. story. 
but it has a character. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing trailers for that. Yeah, sorry, go yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, it has a character named Sir Gawain, or like named Gawain, but it's pre King Arthur, and you know you meet the person who's going to be King Arthur. And I won't spoil everything in the ending, but there's spoiler alert if you haven't watched Curse and you plan to. But there's a hint at the end of Gawain kind of turning into the Green Knight of Sorts. Mm. Or like becoming like he he does. And becomes like one with the earth and like there's these green sprouts around. And it's really confusing because it's like he's Gawain. But Gawain has to face the Green Knight, so he's turning into the Green. It's just it really upset Maybe me. Maybe they were like, gonna do a second good. season, or yeah. it's like split. <laughs> it's like the movie yeah. Split, yeah. but it's remade really... in King Arthur times. <laughs> but like, I was a big fan. Like, Cursed was a little cheesy, and for like something that I would normally watch, but it was. I mean, it was pretty well paced. And then that happened, and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was so excited, and now are you about to like? How are you, you just gonna have Sir Gawain like chop his own head off? Like I don't understand like, <laughs> what the premise I'd of this watch is that. going to be. <laughs> it's not actually like an Arthurian tale. It's just him going through like a crisis, <laughs> just like yelling at himself. Um, yeah, yeah. But that was my side note. It's just like I'm already hesitant of portrayals of this story, mm-hmm. and I don't want I don't want too many liberties to be taken with the basic plot of the epic epic poem so that's my take yeah. i think we should definitely uh i kind of want you to come back on I mean, not, not now obviously I, we want to say this now but now i kind of want like we have to talk about this after this movie comes out because i have a feeling in my gut that there probably are going to be changes because i know the director so right. I, I, I'll, I'll probably like the changes so it would be an intense conversation yeah I mean, I, i'm not gonna go in like i'm gonna go in with an open mind to see because i'm just excited that this is getting adapted in a way, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it's like I said, it's one of my favorite stories. And so I will be, in, be. It'll be in on the big screen too, and not right, just a right, right, right. direct to streaming. So yeah, I'm excited for that, so I won't go in like already being like, "This sucks," you know. So yeah. we'll see. We'll <laughs> to see get on that. my to get on my soapbox, and Tyler just let me there. But it's about this movie. Is I think it is really cool. Eight two four held on to most of their movies mm-hmm. uh, for this. Uh, and the reason I say is they're also coming off a movie called Zola, which went kind of viral on Twitter, which I actually don't think looks that good. Uh, but they're like, we're keeping this for theaters. I'm like, good for you. And for Green Knight, I know for a fact that uh, it is apparently by far their most expensive film yet. So mm. they're like, yeah, we just... We can't put this on streaming. Right. right. We will, we will, we're probably going to lose money on this anyway, but we will lose less money if we can put it in theaters everywhere. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, again, hopefully it does well because I like A24, King Arthur, and I like David Lowry. My only last thing I'll say is just everyone, please pray for my boyfriend because I'll probably be with him when I uh, see this movie. Um, and I'm going to make him go see it, even though he's not a big, like, Arthurian tale fan. And the entire time, he's going to be like, what's this about? I'm going to be like, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, I'm watching. Just takes popcorn and tosses to <laughs> yeah, the just, like, be quiet. Have you guys ever done, like, uh, I feel like, just off of that, can we just do go around and just say quick, because I have something I want to say that's vaguely related to that, and then I'll make Tyler say something about it, is, like, when you drag someone to a movie, yeah. that it's really, like, uh, like, I don't know if you don't like this, so, um, I just bought tickets for my entire family to go see In the Heights, uh, mm-hmm. but, so, 
Lance is coming, and she did not like Hamilton because she didn't <laughs> like. She was like, "I wish the music had less hip hop in it." And oh, like, oh well, boy! Well, we're singing the heights, so. <laughs> My parents liked Hamilton, but they needed the subtitles on. So that's another reason I'm like, oh, I don't know what my parents are going to think of this without subtitles. <laughs> but Tyler, have you ever had to do that? Had to do it. You had to take um, someone. <laughs> I've, I've not taken anyone. I've been taken to a movie that, like, it was just one afternoon. I was hang, hanging out with some friends uh, in town, and they said, well, let's go watch a movie. And I was kind of like... Uh, okay. I don't know what's you know what's on at the theater. Well, we uh we went to go see Interstellar, and which was fantastic. And so, like, I'm all for the going and and seeing you know the like movies without seeing any of the trailers and like just someone being like, hey, I want I want to go see this. Oh, wait, you let's, didn't see you know, any trailers for Interstellar. I didn't see any trailers for Interstellar. Oh, oh same thing happened happened for uh, La La Land. Is I went wow. there, and uh, Patrick and Bethany actually were like, "Hey, we want to go see this. Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "I don't know what it's about, but sure." So <laughs> I feel like La La talking. Not, not. We're not going to go on such a La La Land. Just, no, no. But I do think talking about La La Land with theater people was always so interesting. Yeah. Because everyone else loved it, and the theater department was incredibly divided more skewing negative towards it. Right. And I, I, I could never argue with. I was like. Yeah, I mean, I still like it, but, but everything you guys are saying is correct. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a very divisive movie, and, like, you you either hated it or you loved it as a theater kid. Like, there was no in-between. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember yeah. uh, what uh, Ryan and Kristen, who hopefully someday we get at least one of them on this podcast, because I'm... Yeah. Uh, but I just remember one of them said to me, it was over, it was like... <laughs> We walked out 20 minutes after 20 minutes. It was just a Target commercial. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, anyways, we can move on. I just wanted to uh, say, like, All right, yeah. next up is Tyler, who will not be talking about a trailer. He actually did the assignment. <laughs> this week, I watched Minority Report, um, which is a 2002 uh, Steven Spielberg film. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, disclaimer first from me this is one of the rare Spielbergs I've missed which is pretty actually just kind of crazy I'm just saying it is a little nuts for me to have missed this one Uh, I'm preemptively saying that because I knew you were I feel like you're going to call me out otherwise oh no I wasn't but it's been called out five minutes talking about how Danny has neglected to watch a Spielberg no no, I'm not going to you know what I haven't seen a yeah sorry go on uh, I I was going to say that uh, this film, like just looking at the cast, we've got Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell, Neil McDonough, um, guy at the beginning of Star Wars The Force Awakens who is killed by Kylo Ren. Um, okay, okay. How dare you name <laughs> Neil McDonough and go, oh, I can't remember Max von Sydow's name. How dare fine. you? Okay, fine. It's got, looking at this film, it's got Tom Cruise, <laughs> Colin Farrell, Neil McDonough, Max von Sydow, 
Um, and John Williams, otherwise known as the guy who was killed by Kylo Ren in the beginning, of the exactly. <laughs> he was um, in the Seventh Seal. He was like yeah. multiple Oscar nominated. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, John Williams you didn't even mention <laughs> Samantha Morden. Samantha <laughs> Morden was in it. Uh, it was directed by Spielberg, like we said. Uh, the movie was in fact Oscar nominated for what? I don't know. I didn't take the time to look that up. Um, oh, Tim Blake Nelson was in this too. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson's in it, um, and his character is crap. But anyway, wait. On, my, on our new episode of Snuff Club, we talk about Tim Blake Nelson for like ten minutes by accident. Of, in the movie, we're, we're talking about a movie from nineteen thirty, but Tim Blake Nelson comes up. Okay, go on. <laughs> That's why I was like Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, this film, like, just looking at the director, the music, and the cast, you think, okay, well, this, this, this wouldn't be too bad. Um, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It's not something that I'd watch all the time. Um, if it was something that was on TV and I'm like, oh, I've not seen this in a while and it's entertaining, then, yeah, I'd leave it on while doing, like, chores around the house. Um, but uh, the trailer, though, is super bad, and it looks like Mission Impossible set in the future, but conceptualized in the 1990s, which is very, very, very weird. Um, does the, got- does the tra- the trailer used the tagline that's on the poster, which is "Everybody runs." That's a oh, really funny no, tagline. I'll get, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> it's got five quirky characters. Like the movie starts off, the intro to this film is really good. Tom Cruise just goes on this like this journey through the film, and he just meets quirky character after quirky character. And in fact, one guy he meets. And uh, the guy just randomly says, like, in spurts throughout his dialogue, he's just like, whack, whack. And, and <laughs> it, was so, it was so, it was so quirky. But, uh, but yeah, he's like, yeah, he's just whack, whack. But anyways, so that's, that's quote of the day. Well, do you know um, what actor that it was? Do you know who, what the actor I don't, I don't, character? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Um, or, I'm curious, but I, I, I'll have to watch the movie. The basis of the film is that the year is 2054, and Tom Cruise works for for the Department of Pre-Crime in Washington, D.C. Three people have a gift that allows them to dream of future crimes. Um, However, this film does speak really well on using gifted individuals to achieve, air quote, greater good in a system that ignores accountability if if the desired outcome is achieved. Um, it's very cyberpunk, and technology is super prom- so prominent that it is invasive. And so this, relating back to the MCU of using gifted individuals to achieve greater good, um, that reminded me a lot of uh, like Wanda, Wanda's predicament in uh, Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I was like, you know, that's that's something that uh, that they didn't in this film. That was a beat that they kind of missed. They just kind of went over it. Um, but I'm like, that's something they could have could have talked more on. Um, movie was a lot more focused on the action, of course, Tom Cruise. Um, so everybody uh, runs. Yeah. Tom Cruise is the so, best runner ever. <laughs> there, is, there is this there is this line of everybody runs. So Tom Cruise is chasing down. He works for the Department of Pre Crime. He's chasing down someone as Tom Cruise usually does, and he. He just, like, as he's chasing this guy, he's like, everybody runs. And then he chases him down. He gets him. They put him, put him away uh, in jail. 
prison, whichever. And then uh, Tom Cruise goes about his day. Well, the inciting incident happens. I don't want to give away any spoilers. So the inciting incident happens, and then Tom Cruise is whispering to himself, everybody runs, everybody runs. And it, it, I have no idea, like, why he kept saying it. And I was just kind of like, why? Is this, is this your motivation? It, what? <laughs> like, he's just walking through the department, department of pre-crime, talking to himself, everybody runs, everybody runs. And then eventually he runs into uh, these jetpack cops, and he's talking to himself while they have him. They're holding him by the shoulders, and he's like, everybody runs. And then they say something, and he's like, everybody runs! And then this fight breaks out. You ask about that line, everybody runs. It's it's a Tom Cruise one-liner that seems like it was just kind of shoved into the script. It's a, more like a 54-liner, because he says it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just over and over and over again. Um, is that his mantra? Is that like... <laughs> yeah, it's everybody runs. Everybody runs. Everybody, everybody runs. Everybody runs. Everybody runs. It's like, I'm like, okay. It's gotta be the name of this episode. Everybody runs. No. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Tom Cruise is like, I want my character to revolve around this. Everybody runs. The, everybody every runs. character. Everybody runs. But uh, yeah, so talking about the jetpack cops, there's a jetpack chase scene that looks like Mission Impossible 2054, that eventually leads to this movie's Attack of the Clones droid factory scene, which some shots seem like they are exactly the same shot as from Star Wars Attack of the Clones, followed by an Indiana Jones escape. It's very, like, I was laughing the entire time, and this was supposed to be a high-stakes moment for Tom Cruise. Colin Farrell is a very confused villain, and in fact, like, it's like, I don't know what you're doing with your life, Colin Farrell. Get it together. Um, Tim Blake Nelson's accent is horrible in this i don't know where he was trying to be from i really don't like he i feel like, I feel like it's a tim blake nelson thing that's pretty often for tim blake nelson i can't place where he's trying to be <laughs> he sounded like he was trying to sound like he was from louisiana but then also at times he sounded like he was from like new york like on the coast new york or maybe even chicago I'm like, where are you, Tim Blake Nelson? Pick a region. Yeah, I was like, pick a region because <laughs> these three points, if we if we triangulate the area, that puts you somewhere in like Tennessee or something. <laughs> and they don't sound like that in Tennessee. So no. so yeah, I was really confused um, by his accent. His character is really weird. Anyways, but uh, that is something Tim Blake Nelson is really good at is playing playing these off. Off characters, but uh, say yeah. uh, confusing people with his accents. You're like that's I, something that he's very good. I at. love that. I love <laughs> that I've been on two podcasts this week. We're just extensively discussing Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, <laughs> <laughs> um, underrated character actor. Tim Blake this Nelson. Movie, <laughs> <laughs> this movie definitely dates itself. Um, there's a line that says, "Take her to Radio Shack," um, which Radio Shack filed bankruptcy. Way back in the day, like 2014, 15. You know what that reminds um, me of, though? What? It reminds me of the scene in Logan where uh, Professor Xavier is just, like, reading radio ads. And he just goes, try the new quesalupa. Now what Taco Bell? And it's like, by the time Logan came out, the quesalupa was gone. But now the <laughs> quesalupa is back. So maybe in the future, Radio Shack is like the quesalupa. Yeah. I doubt it. <laughs> I worked. I worked for Radio Shack for uh, for a summer. That was actually my first, my first 
my first uh, job. And I actually really liked it. I didn't oh. like selling the phones. Um, but that was like Radio Shack's last ditch effort to revive itself. Because they were like, you can build a robot with stuff that we sell. And it was like a super small Best Buy. And I'm just like, the, the competition, when I can get it a day or two days with Amazon, you know? It's, anyways, we're not going down that, that rabbit hole. Also, Why they mentioned... Radio Shack closed, <laughs> anyways? Yeah. Um, so they, they also mentioned cops, like the, the bad boy, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? That song starts playing, which I, I laughed at that. Um, the color grading of this movie sucks. I don't know what Spielberg was trying to do with light. Uh, like it was super, a lot super of, bright, a lot of and I had no idea early, why. In the two thousands, he plays a lot of color grading in the early two thousands. Gotcha. Even like Munich, which is like oh five. I feel like yeah. the color grading on that is super weird. Uh, yeah, it was it was really weird, and at a lot of the time, it was distracting. The cine- cinematography is really good. Um, yeah, the movie definitely shows its age. It's still fun. Um, I could believe now the year's 2021. I could believe a lot of the technology that they have in this world in 2054. I can believe a lot of it aside from the the uh, self-driving. It's self-driving cars that can go on the side of buildings. I oh, that. Okay. Yeah, that one. Like, <laughs> Toby just like jumped back at the, <laughs> the side of buildings. I feel like that's a safety hazard on so many levels. That's what's been busy. <laughs> but uh, I, I yeah. you just keep saying 2054, and I keep going, oh, okay, so this takes place five years after Blade Runner 2049. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's like I can believe a lot of the, a lot of the tech that's in it. Um, which was actually really nice that this is a film that came out twenty uh, two thousand two, so it yeah it came out nineteen years ago and I was like yeah props to you 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 painted a fairly accurate picture of what like the future is going could look like you know that the tech that we have now I could see it yeah I see that uh, no. according to Wikipedia. Uh, it was very much praised for that and how Spielberg really put into a, he contacted like technology and science. There's an entire yeah. like Wikipedia called tech for the technology in this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of huh. cool. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, my rating, it, obviously, because I didn't see the my movie. Ra- <laughs> my rating for this film would be 3.5 stars out of five. Would you yeah. say it's mid tier Spielberg or low tier Spielberg? I'd say mid-tier Spielberg. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would say... Obviously like, not high. Obviously, it's not Schindler's List or Jurassic Park. Right, Raiders. right. So <laughs> this, film, this film, the last time I saw it was in 2013. Um, yeah, so I saw it in 2013, liked it then, rewatched it. Um, so this is... It's, it's no Avengers like we talked about uh, the other day, where you could, you know, take a year or two years and then watch it. But it's, it's definitely one that, like I said... If it's on, you don't watch it. Yeah, if it's on in the mm-hmm. background, um, it's not. It's not. Not bad. It's not unbearable. So, mm-hmm. which sounds yeah. like I'm dissing it, but I got, I got two, I got two comments for you before we move on. What's up? First off, are you aware of the name of the Titan video game? What is it? Uh, a Game it, Boy Advance game? Game Boy Advance game. It was also yeah. on the Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. Oh, you know what the name of it was? Everybody Only, runs. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, the other thing I need to call you out on is because you mentioned this was Oscar nominated. I decided to look up what it was Oscar nominated for. And yeah. to me, you implied, because you're like, music's by John Williams and the film is Oscar nominated. And somebody goes, oh, this must have got like one of those John Williams like noms. It, this was nominated for just best like sound, best sound editing and nothing else. Huh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So I was yeah, because like, well, for for 2002, like the visual effects are they're, they're well, spot on. Kind of alluded this to you, I think, in private, is that Spielberg has this thing where he'll always put out like two movies at a time, and one of them will be the Oscar contender, one will be the blockbuster. And mm-hmm. this was the year of Catch Me If You Can, which, even though I actually think, from what I get, I think Catch Me If You Can is probably a more fun movie to watch. Was that Frankie Muniz? Is that a joke? It's a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. <laughs> <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> I've never seen it, so... Uh... It's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. <laughs> It's not it was a little off. It was a little off, so. Uh, you, know, you know young Leo looking like Catch me you can got attention. <laughs> of course. Gotcha. Uh, but um, anyway, yeah. I say, my, my comments for Minority Report, obviously I haven't seen it either. I've seen the trailer and I've heard of it, but I, I my brain's still stuck on the cars driving off buildings. But <laughs> yeah. the oh, there's a scene of still... Tom Cruise jumping on the cars as they go down the building. Well, that just sold me on the movie. That, that yeah, sounds yeah, great. No, right? One quick clarifying question, Tyler. Uh-huh. Is it just like anyone who has the car that's able to do that can do that? Or is it only like special <laughs> ops? Like, the cars? like No, it's whoever has whoever has that specific car. Um so that's that's another thing. <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't mean to start this discussion. I'm just really curious. Uh on the cyberpunk elements is because like cyberpunk is also really uh, big on the splits, the differences between the upper class and the lower class, mm-hmm. and how the upper class it ha- is pushing down the lower class in terms of like wealth and econ, yeah, e- economy. Mm. Um, so like the more upper class, they have these cars that can that can like drive either way. Like there is no front technical front or back because they can drive either way. Um, and they can move side to side. They can go up building, up and down buildings. Whereas lower class drive more of like our cars of today. That just four sounds wheels like, and it feels like so many traffic violations. Just I was gonna say, <laughs> it sounds like we have the plot of Cars Four here. Yeah, no right. <laughs> yes, Cars Four, <laughs> Minority <Class> Report. <laughs> Mater, is the role of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Before everyone runs. Honestly, Mater would probably be Tim Blake Nelson. Um, but the last thing i'll say like for me when i was looking this movie up because we've talked a lot about technical aspects but like thematic aspects with this movie is obviously i haven't seen it but it seems to be a lot about free will yeah and like when i looked it up one of the oh where was it one of the taglines where it's like themes of minority report it's like we don't choose the things we believe in they choose us kind of that can you change the future or is the future Mm -hmm. determined to be the way it's going to be because yeah. i think that that's an interesting aspect of like arresting people before they yeah. have a chance yeah. to that, do something that, that is that is uh a, a thing that uh they that they talk about is they're they're like you arrest these people but they always those people always have a choice you know like you said mm-hmm. to not commit the crime uh so you don't know if like it's the innocent before proving guilty 
Right. Um, but yeah. it's also that that moral aspect of like if you see that they're going to do something that's going to potentially harm a lot of innocent people, mm-hmm. it's like do you It's like do you let it happen? Right. And then, knowing that, that mean, they may if change you let it. it happen, yeah, if you let it happen, yeah. then are you responsible? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So so yeah, no, that yeah, there's a lot of like I said, it's got a ton of heavy uh themes to it, heavy elements mm-hmm. to it. But again, the action kind of kind of glosses over Right. Kind of glosses over it. The Mission Impossible 2054. So, Danny, uh, how did you uh, spend your time this week not doing the what you're supposed to do in the green room? Well, the thing is, I've watched several <laughs> movies that would qualify. Uh, many options. So many options. I Unfortunately, to the danger zone. I don't want to talk about Top Gun. <laughs> I would, uh, to be honest, I'll, I'll tell you what I would have talked about if I wasn't talking about this. It would have been Wally because I watched Wally for the first time in like 10 years. Um, <laughs> however, we're going to talk about the Dear Evan Hansen trailer. <laughs> Hey, strap in. Here we go. All right. right, So here's the dealio here. Uh, This isn't a hot take uh, at all. The main reaction to this trailer on the internet. Well, where should I start with this? Well, let's start with the casting. And then we can work our way around to what Dear Evan Hansen is about. Uh, So the trailer came out. And I had said since I had heard that Ben Platt was going to reprise his role in the film that it was a terrible idea that was going to sink the film. And everyone I know kept tell- who knew Devin Hansen was like, well, he won a Tony for it, so it should still be okay. And sure enough, the trailer came out, and he looks terrible for the role. And the entire internet came together to clown on him doing the role. And you know what? I just felt vindication. Because I, I knew this was a mistake. <laughs> I, I knew from the second I heard that Ben Platt, who... He's only two years older than me, but somehow looks like 40. Uh, and I don't think I look young. I, I really don't. But he looks like in his 40s to me. And in this trailer, he does look in his, like, maybe he's like, maybe I'll be nice. Looks at least, he looks 35. Uh, <laughs> we can just say that. He doesn't look like a high school student. He doesn't look, he looks older than I do. That's my point. He's like, he looks, he looks older, older than, than I do. Toby Maguire high school student. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I defended, I defended, I don't know who I defended it to. It may have been on this podcast. Tobey Maguire, I think I defended it to Mark uh, last week when we were talking about his favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Or maybe to you, Tori, I don't you, remember. It was both Mark and and I. Both, yeah. yeah, I yes. think, yeah. It's a little different because, one, it was 2002. And moreover, he's only a high school student in that movie for the first 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, because the year of call. the movie determines how old people look in No, in but I'm saying world. that you bought it more when you were a kid and you didn't know what people looked like. That's what my point is. When you're a kid, you don't... Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to look like when I'm in high school. Maybe I'm going to look like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Man, were is, we all disappointed. <laughs> right? Look, it's also not only that. It's that he's wearing a silly wig for whatever reason, which he is saying in interviews that he grew up for the role. But if he did, I don't know how they styled it because it looks like a wig. Uh, he... And the other issue is, and this is the big issue, the reason why I say it's different than Toby. With Toby, you're not wrong. It is a mistake in terms of it. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that hard for Toby in the casting there. No, at not at all. At least the casting was consistent and everyone in that high school was looked old. You know what I mean? Everyone And this, it's Evan, it's Ben Platt, and then everyone else actually looks their age. Right. So it right. looks ridiculous. I might buy it more if they were all like, 
yeah, they all look unreasonably adult, but you know what? Sure. But instead, it's like he's he's flirting with a girl who is only two years older than him and younger than him in real life. But in the movie, she looks 16. And he's just like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, like, it's, uh. And here's my thing, is that Ben Platt, first off, I do like him to a degree. I like him, it's perfect. I like him in the scenes I've seen of Dear Evan Hansen of him on Broadway. I saw Dear Evan Hansen when it was in Chicago, and it did not have him in it. And uh, it had a kid who was actually 16 or 17. And surprise, this show worked a lot better than what the clips I've seen of him on Broadway did. Although, not gonna do, I'm sure he was great on Broadway. I'm not going to deny that. However, there is an elephant in the room when you talk about Ben Platt. And that's that his father is, is Mark Platt, an incredibly rich, successful Hollywood and Broadway producer. Uh, Mark Platt... Uh, <laughs> He produced Jeremy Hansen. I'm not going to say that he, Ben Platt did not deserve the role, but I'm going to say that I'm pretty sure, looking at Ben Platt's entire career, that his father definitely helped him secure that back. Moreover, all the interviews for this movie are talking about how we had to preserve Ben Platt's glorious performance on Broadway on film, and that's why we had to film this movie in time that he'd still look like a kid. Okay, one... You didn't do that. You did not film this in time. I, I don't think you would have ever filmed this in time because he still looks like an adult in the Broadway stuff I've seen. The difference is on Broadway, I'm willing to buy into it because I'm not in a close-up of his face. And second, it reads just like this movie is being solely made by Mark Platt to try to get his son an Oscar now. Uh, which to me is funny because the whole idea of saying only one person played this role on Broadway that was originated on Broadway is so ludicrous to me. The whole point of theater is that it can be reinterpreted again and again by different actors. Yep. And I know for a fact that there... I saw an Evan who was really good that wasn't Ben Platt. I know there are other famous people who have been Ben Platt. I mean, Ben, ben Evan Hansen, who would have been fine. Like, Jordan Fisher. He's pretty He's pretty on the up and up. Uh, I, I love Jordan Fisher. Oh. Yeah, he played Evan on Broadway. He would yeah. have been totally fine for this movie. I would have bought him for as a high schooler. Mm-hmm. If I had been Platt as a high schooler. Now we got to get into the plot of Jordan Hansen. Which I always think is interesting to discuss with people who don't know what it is. So, Tyler, did you look up what uh, it's about? Because I know you don't know what it's about. I know, no, Tori, I watched, you know it. I watched yes. the trailer. Oh, okay, okay. So, but before you watch the trailer, what did you think this was about? <laughs> I just knew it was a boy in high school who sang. Wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we yeah. just take a moment to appreciate um, Tyler, your... Pitch. Your um, pitch for Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, yeah it's in the Google Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I say we have a play. We don't need another musical. I don't like musicals yeah. anyways. So this is going to be a play called Dear, spelled D-E-E-R, Evelyn Hansen. And it is a play about a father teaching his daughter to hunt. It's going to be a one-set play. You literally only need the backdrop and a deer stand. It's open. Fields open. Fields open. Let's, where's the Tony? let's get it where's, done. Where's the Tony let's, for playwriting? Yeah, there we go. There it is. Ben Platt can play the father. <laughs> ben, Platt, ben, Platt should, ben Platt should be playing the dad. Let's be real here. I would buy him as I would buy him as Zoe's dad. <laughs> right, it, right. I actually read um, a funny point, which is that, and th- I'll bring this up again later, because I have something, a little special thing to do at the end of this. But I read a good point that, uh, so Amy Adams is in this, but, and Amy Adams, rather famously, does not have an Oscar. My reaction when she was cast was like, she's cast as the wrong mom. Because the mom in Dear Evan Hansen, who's the baby role, is Evan's mom. 
not mm-hmm. uh, Zoe's mom. Like, I made this comment to someone. They're like, well, they probably thought that like if Ben Platt and Amy Adams were in the same scene that they were going to like kiss. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes <laughs> they look about the same age, sure. <laughs> well, okay. that's, that's actually a funny point. I know we were talking about Tyler's reaction to this, but I just wanted to say this is, you know, in the trailer, there is the scene where they're in the same room together when they come to the office <laughs> yes. to, like, talk. But then I screenshot it. I meant to send it to you guys. And I know people listening to the podcast won't be able to see this, but I'll hold it up for you guys. There was an article talking about this movie, and it had three different, uh, like, screenshots. And one of them was when um, Evan Hansen's on stage singing. And then you got Amy Adams on the other side. And then you got the cast, the Connor, you know, signed on the cast. And Amy Adams and Ben Platt look the same age. Like, here, I'll, I'll just... Oh, they yes. definitely do. Like, that's, yeah, they look the same age as the same Exactly the same. And I was like, oh, if you didn't know what this movie was about, you'd be like, are they supposed to be like... like... She's the love interest. Here's the thing. is It's funny, because Julianne Moore in the trailer also looks like she's been made up to look significantly older to match yeah. Ben Platt's actual age, right. which is very funny to me. Like, like it, she looks like she's in her 60s, which makes no sense for, like, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I think, if anything, Evan's mom should be cast young because I always get the impression in the show that she's a young mother who be, who's left early, you know, and she's, like, really struggling because she never had time to save money stu- and stuff. Anyway, right. yeah. uh, so anyway, so Dear Evan Hansen is about a kid who, uh, has social anxiety, uh, undisclosed social disease, an unspecified social anxiety disorder. He writes letters to himself for therapy. One day, the school bully sees the letter, takes it. I'm being very vague here because I don't want to spoil it too much. Because uh, there's more complications to it because it's really complicated. Uh, school bully takes his letter that he wrote to himself. And the next day, uh, he finds out that the bully committed suicide with his letter in his pocket. So they think it's a suicide note addressed to him. Then he decides to go along with the lie that he, uh, first because he's way too like nervous to say, I'm sorry, this isn't like, this is awkward, but yeah. But eventually he does keep up the lie to kind of gross amounts. It's a big thing where people are always like, I don't know if Evan really got a comeuppance or not. Uh, or does he even deserve a comeuppance? And the way the show works is the only way you're going to buy that is if you have a kid play the role who you can actually be like, oh, I do feel bad for him. With this guy, I'm like, you look like a narc. <laughs> you look like you're... <laughs> like, like this, is this, high school agent. is this 23 Jump Street? Is that what we're watching here? <laughs> like, I cannot... Like, I, I feel no sympathy for him because he looks ancient. Uh, and I know it's like such a... And like Ben Platt responded on Twitter to the trailer reactions. And I want He deleted the tweet, but I want to read it because I just think it's so funny that he was this mad about it. Is, uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the outpouring of trailer love yesterday. The film required me to visit areas of personal pain. So seeing people excited and moved makes it so deeply worth it. P.S. to the randos being jerks about my age. Read this great article, and it's linked to a Vanity Fair article, and or watch Grease. Okay, so first off, Grease came out 50 years ago. <laughs> so who cares? To these randos being jerks about my age. Again, this whole movie is being financed by your dad to get you an Oscar. Right. <laughs> like, who Like, I I have no sympathy ever for Ben Platt. I'm sorry. Like he might be a nice guy, but there's nepotism. I can definitely like I I feel comfortable saying he is talented. He is a talented actor, mm-hmm. but he also has nepotism involved in this. Sure. Like for example, this movie, if his father wasn't producing it, would get a different actor. You know what I mean? Like 
no way would they go with him still. Mm-hmm. They wanted to preserve well, the performance. They could have done what they did with Hamilton. That on right, Broadway. Right. Sorry, Tori. Well, I didn't want um, to finish what I was saying. So you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, and Tyler, did you have something to say before I go on a little rant? I think I think all that I would have to say about it is that I agree. Like the thing with nepotism is like, okay, yeah, sure, this person's here, but are they qualified? Are they competent? to fulfill this role. And in the sense of casting, Loki wasn't cast as Odin to be Thor's father, even though he could totally play the role because of the obviously there's an age you know difference there. So like and I'm not going to go in, Tom in depth right? with that one. Yeah, Sorry, they didn't cast I was yeah, so confused. They didn't cast, <laughs> Sorry, Loki played Odin. Yeah, they didn't cast Tom Hiddleston to play Odin, or yeah, to be Thor's father. You know, I'm sure Tom Hiddleston would have rocked being Odin. But the, you know, this this said, if you're gonna play a high school student, pick someone that's in high school or is like mm-hmm. one or two years, you know, past high school high school age. Or even like know? Caitlin Dever, Caitlin Dever, who plays Zoe in this, is 23. But she, I can buy her at 16 or 17 years old yeah. in the trailer. Like she looks the age. There are people in their. 20s who I would say can still play. Like, for example, not that I would want him to do it, like, this is not, like, Timothy Chalamet, I could still buy him as a high schooler. He's, like, right. my age. Um, yeah. That's all I mean. Like, I don't actually, please don't have him be Evan Hansen. Uh, but, uh, what if Tom Holland was Evan Hansen? Can Tom Holland sing? I would sing? hate <laughs> myself. Although he can't, well, he, he age, can dance. He was in Billy Elliot. He was in Billy Elliot. Right. Yeah. And age-wise, I would buy Tom Holland, because he does look like he's a high school student. So, yeah. like, I would buy that. I just I don't like Tom Hollins, but go on. I know <laughs> you don't. I know you don't. Go on. I no. do. So sheesh. Um, <laughs> but I have a lot of thoughts on the Dear Evan Hansen trailer. Well, first of all, the age thing. I this might be a hot theater take. So apologies to all theater people listening, but I think you both will agree with me. But there's this habit in theater sometimes to we we all say like you said you know you want to see a different show, different actors, you know, like reinvented with different actors or like reimagined or something. But yet we tend to gatekeep a lot when it comes to certain roles or certain shows. We tend to be very tight knit about that as a theater community. And I think that's one of our flaws that we need to Can you give an example just so we have like an example on record, like for a show that you would say that for. Well, I mean, this is a perfect example in itself is the fact that Ben Platt is just because he originated, is now continuing to, you know, instead of giving the opportunity to someone else. That tends to happen a lot, you know, if you have someone who originated a character, it's this need that they need to come back uh, as that character. And a movie that I think we're all excited for, that I think did really well with this, is In the Heights, which is the fact that, you know, they could have, I mean, he's a lot older, but they could have cast Lynn, you know, in yeah. his OG role, you know, that kind of thing. But they didn't. They brought someone else in who looks younger, who is younger. And I yeah. absolutely adore Anthony Ramos. Like, so that's yeah. the whole other story. But, like, that's a good example. But Anthony Ramos, although I do think he has the talent, we do, if we're talking about the nepotism thing, we do have to acknowledge he probably got that audition because of Lynn. Because they're well, really right. closely connected. But I, but, I, I, right. I but greatly prefer difference. him. I greatly prefer him. Yes. Right. But there's also a difference between... Like, familial nepotism and, like, who you know. Because networking is a different thing. Like, getting a role because you know someone is not necessarily a bad thing versus if your dad gets you the role. And also, Um, looking at the cast of In the Heights, Anthony Ramos is probably the most famous person in it. So it kind of makes sense that, like, 
I can't like I'm not actually mad about it. I just wanted to give that lip service. So that yeah, yeah. Like, no, and, that, and that's kind of uh, my my thing is there are plenty of people chomping at the bit to get to get these roles to get in. Ben Platt's been successful, you yeah. know. You know, so like. Right. And I'm not saying like, well, you you had your success. Now you have to sit back. You know what I'm saying is like, if there's someone that's going to fit this role better, then put them. You know, put them into I, it. Uh, what I would have gone with is um, go. This is actually so later on, Tori. I don't know if you're aware of this. We're gonna go through my fan cast that I made last year, but this is not my fan cast choice. But a choice they could have picked from Broadway, who isn't Jordan Fisher, and isn't that well known. But could I think could be a star is Noah Galvin, who was in Booksmart yeah. as well. Right. And he played the role on Broadway as well. And he looks so much more like still in high like he was in Booksmart well now it's two years ago, but at the time this was you know what I mean, it was like a year ago. Right. He still looks he still looks like he's in high school, is my point. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. again, it'd be something where he the networking, because he I I don't know if he still is, but at some point he was dating Ben Platt. The connection is still there and I wouldn't be nearly as bothered because as you said, it's networking. Oh. Well, and it would be different, like, it'd be great for Ben Platt to be involved, but, like, at, like, kind of like Lynn, as, like, a mentoring sort of situation. Like, this yes. is what I've brought to this role. Would you like some input? Because I would love, if I was playing that role, I would love to have Ben Platt there as the OG Evan Hansen to talk about his experience. That would be amazing. Um, I have one other point after you're done, but... Wait, just to jump ahead in response to that, but I, I do want to hear your next point is the issue there to me is if so uh i'm jumping ahead a lot now but i'm not going to give my fan cast at the moment so last summer i wrote my entire an entire treatment for what i would want the film adaptation to be because you know quarantine mm-hmm. and i wanted to get some writing done right and in my mind i wanted to find roles for rachel bay jones and ben platt but the issue mm-hmm. with Dear Evan hansen is to find a role for ben platt in the show is impossible uh, you'd have to come up with a new role for him i ended up giving up i he has a cameo in my version where during you will be found, it cuts to a Broadway performer like standing up in favor of it, and it's a Ben Platt cameo. I, I could not find a place to put him, and I think that's really tough with this show. I just wanted to say, like, I like the idea of giving Ben Platt a role in this, but you'd have to readapt the thing, which you still should, honestly. I, my adaptation is not really that great of an adaptation. It's more of a straightforward version of the show, as we got it. Right. But anyway. Yeah. This is what I was saying. Like, I would like to see Ben Platt in it, just not right. in the role of Evan Hansen. Well, I wouldn't necessarily need to see Ben Platt in the movie, as it would just be nice for him to be maybe like a oh, co-director okay. of sorts. You know, like a mentor, like to be there. Mm-hmm. And you could That's do that. like if you really wanted yeah. to have Ben Platt involved, you could do a lot of behind the scenes, you know, um, hype and everything of like him being behind the scenes assisting and everything, which would be cool. So um, hot take that I have about current movie musicals is that we are weirdly afraid of this idea of dubbing. I don't think mm-hmm. dubbing in a movie musical is inherently bad. It's only like if you're trying for Oscar attention, is it bad? But mm-hmm. even then, Rami Malek won Best Actor lip syncing in his entire role. So like... I, I thought you were about to start cares. hating on Rami Malek, and I was about to go because that is one thing I will go off on. I uh, love well, Rami I Malek. Mean, I, don't, I, I don't like. Don't him. don't test me, Daddy. <laughs> I, I like him in other things. I don't like him in Bohemian Rhapsody. I I could talk for an hour on how much I love that movie. Anyways, um... <laughs> Aaron Edgerton was better. In... We're done. <laughs>
Anyways, this is a discussion for another day. Danny and I will okay. just like go into a boxing. We'll, we'll go on. We'll go on, a, we'll, um, we'll go on Kevin's podcast and just argue about it. Be right, like, right, right, right. Critics. We have two people who are not affiliated with the podcast at all. Anyway, go on. Sorry. We just want to yell at each other for like thirty minutes. Um, well. With this, with this movie, so to briefly talk about like my introduction to the musical, is I was very excited when I the first song I ever listened to, which I feel like is the same for a lot of people, was "Waving Through a Window," because that was the song that they did on the Tonys. You know, that was the kind of the big. Other than "You Will Be Found," that was like the other like, big hit cover song. Of it. it was so weird. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. And go on. so it was this. You're good. It was this whole thing of I listened to the song, and like as a person with diagnosed anxiety it felt so nice to hear that song because it really was such a touching oh my gosh i feel like i'm being heard in this song kind of situation Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) i learned the plot of the musical (laughs) i feel like that's a lot of people's like uh and i was really upset because i really (laughs) love the music but i just i'm not i know we're you know may not necessarily go into our particular opinions on it but as you were saying the whole does he get his comeuppance or not I absolutely despise the fact that it was taken in like a his his social anxiety made him continue to lead this family on in this horrible horrible situation and spo- this isn't really a spoiler because you can read it everywhere but like it helps create like a an organization of sorts for this kid all based on the fact, and I just I say you can spoil up to the end of Act One, so that's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean, like <laughs> exactly right. But it's just it's so upsetting to me because it's like I feel like it kind of then takes his social anxiety and puts it on the bottom rung of importance. Area uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. Yes, I mean, and I yeah. don't I don't like that in this musical because I it spoke to me when I first heard the soundtrack as listening as someone with anxiety and feeling like I was being heard to all of a sudden feeling like people with anxiety are going to then cause major issues by yeah. playing or, along or with it. Or it being yeah. used as a prop. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that just really, yeah. so I, I already have weird feelings about this musical in general. I love the music and that's the only thing that keeps me like tied to it is that the music is just amazing. But every I time think, um, I go to listen to it and just think about that. So I know the movie, I'm already going in with like bad thoughts of age casting. And then that's, uh, I, mm-hmm, I have feelings. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I saw the show. Sip your tea, uh, Tori. <laughs> not, yeah. not to, uh, anyway. So my, my, no, my thing on the show is I saw off a friend of mine. Uh, we saw Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen back to back over a weekend, which was nice because we, we had Ham- Evan we Hamilton. Still had Hamilton in Chicago back then, but not anymore. Um, Anyway, we uh we saw so friend uh calling him out a bit here, but it's okay because I've called him out about it before. Is like he was like bawling all the way through the second act. I literally had no idea what to do. I was just kind of like, all right, okay. I I'm and I I did cry, but the entire time it's all it's all clouded by this thing where Evan is such a I hate to say he's a douche. Is that kind of feels like I'm scapegoating, you know, the the anxiety he has. But he's ridden so weirdly. But where I cry at the end is kind of like the trying to say this vaguely without spoiling it. But basically, at the end the mom gets this big song, and it's like 
wow, yeah, she really is like, she's had to deal with all this garbage Evans had to do, and Evans really not giving her any, like, credit for it. <laughs> and I feel really bad for her. And I, like, I, like, cried then. I'm like, I'm crying because of his mom, not right. because of Evan. <laughs> right, well, and, like, without going into... Obviously, without going into spoilers, I just... Sorry, I feel like I'm not letting Tyler talk at all, because I just also have major I, feelings I, about I, this. I have, like, no no take on the, cool. like, the original material. Right, this, right, right. So. Right. It's... For me, with Evan, it's the whole transition from, like... Like, I get the initial agreeing with the letter and everything. I may not approve of it. But I agree, I I agree that, like, anxiety kicking in and being like, oh, gosh, these people need comfort, Uh, you know, like, that I totally get. I don't like how far, as you said, Danny, how far it goes. Because I feel like there's a certain moment, without going into details, where, like, Evan is, like, reaching for it. Like, he's asking people to do things to help this lie continue instead of just playing along with it. And in that moment is when it becomes more of a problem, when he's not just yes ending oh. to, to use an improv term let's um, let's be real here the the real part to me where i start feeling iffy about it is when he's using it to try to get with the sister of the person who died oh that's uh, weird that's a whole different subject in itself <laughs> ew gross like like in this uh, movie he looks 40 so <laughs> yeah um but yeah that that's a whole different like plot line in itself that's just icky and i don't like it because it's like why why would you do that yeah. But the, the what gets me trailer wise, and I I get why they do this. I'm not saying that they should change it. I understand, but playing like you will be found in the background of the trailer makes it seem like it's this huge inspiration story. You know, like he's gonna have this redemption arc at the end. Will be found is such an interesting song. Uh, yeah, I I think listening to it out of context. It's hysterical because when you see the thing and you know the context, it is it's actually like the most. It's like the part of the show that gives the audience the most anxiety is that song. But out of context, it just sounds like a very inspirational song. Exactly, and that's why, like, when you know this musical came out. Sorry, I'm talking for so long. But when this musical came out, okay. everyone kept singing that song, like at cabarets and stuff and groups. I remember it was like the senior year cabaret yeah. where we graduated. Right, and then because we cried. So, yeah, and it does. It's a beautiful song when it's out of context. But the minute you put it back in context, it's like I'm not emotional because I just feel uncomfortable and I want to go into my turtle shell and never look at the world ever again. To be clear, though, for me, I actually like that feeling. I think it's an interesting idea for the musical. It's just so Mm -hmm. weird to me that it exists more out of context, I think, for most Mm -hmm. people than in context. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with it. I agree with the use of it because it does what it's supposed to do. I just, like you said, I don't like how it became like this poster song for yes, people no, exactly. who are like alone or people who have mental illness. Yeah. Waving for a window is a much better yes, one for that. I agree. Um, all right. So we are going to try to wrap this up quickly, but I still need to go for my fan cast. But we've, this is the, probably our longest screening episode yet. Wow. Well, you know what? No, it's not. If we combined the racing strikes <laughs> the rant with yeah. what we said that week, that would have been longer than this. That's true. So, Listen, you, asked for, you asked for another theater kid's perspective. This is what I did happened. want another. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to run for my cast uh, one at a time. And uh, you're going to tell me I'm expecting Tori to more give me a response than Tyler. Uh, Tyler's like, yeah, open. sure, fine. Tyler can still give a response if he wants to try, uh, but I don't expect. Well, if I want to try, if he wants to try, Ow. yeah, Tyler, step up. Have you noticed uh, that all of Danny's 
Danny's questions are very pointed or very. Well, like, no, no. In this case, it's because you told me that you didn't know Devin Hansen. <laughs> I'm not the. I'm reading I'm the Wikipedia right now. No, I'm joking. No, I've noticed that <laughs> though fine. on this I'm podcast. Just... I've noticed yeah. that. Like the guests get like the. So what do you think? And Tyler gets like, what do you think? Good? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? And why are you wrong? Question, <laughs> yes. Uh, Right, so my first, uh, so my first cast is obviously Evan, uh, and again, I want to again really stick with this idea that we don't need a perfect singer for the role, and I also want to say that my casting is done with. This is a sidebar on how fan casting goes. I get really annoyed with people who fan cast obscure people in roles, of stuff that's obscure because I'm like that's dumb, uh, because yeah, it's a fan cast, but I like keeping some element of realism to it. And I know that Hollywood casts names. Like, that's a fact, right? With the exception of this, where it's like, or like, say, for this, not my choice, but Noah Galvin, I could buy it because he's been in a few Hollywood movies and he's friends with Ben Platt. Like, that would make mm-hmm. sense. However, I went with someone who is Academy Award nominated, so he is a bit more established. I went with Lucas Hedges, uh, who is in Manchester by the Sea, he is in uh, Lady Bird. Uh, this was also, he's starting to look a bit older now. But I still think he could sell Evan, personally. I think more importantly than anything is he could sell the dramatic portions of the role. I think it is a role, as you said, it's kind of a problematic role. There are elements to it that easily fall into caricature, and I don't think Lucas Hedges would do that. Tori, what is your thought on Lucas Hedges? Would you well, buy I'm, it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not as familiar with it. I'm not going to lie. I just like Google to make okay. sure that I knew that I was picturing who you were talking about. Okay. I could see that he definitely looks younger than... Than Ben Platt does in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So the next, this is my radical readaptation. Is um. So Dear Evan Hansen, uh, actually had this controversy around the time it was on Broadway, but never really caught on, which is that it is an incredibly white show. Uh, the uh, solution for the movie has seemed to be to make the role of Alana bigger and to change Jared, who is his cousin, into a uh, person of color role. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by a person of color, not per- you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, I argue that the way to change this is to make the Murphy kids be adopted uh, kids. And I wrote into my that's why I don't think of my adaptation is different is that I have that be part of their stress is the typical. No, it's it's kind of archetypical. Uh, right. But I also think it's okay for musicals to engage in archetypical tropes of like adopted children feeling estranged from their uh, parents. Uh, and I went with the most famous person in my cast, well-regarded singer and, well, friends of Pesach and Paul, Zendaya as Zoe. Uh, I think, obviously, Zendaya... We Tyler can give an opinion on Zendaya. Uh, Zendaya is the one part of the Spider-Man movies I really like. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think she's a good... I think she's good. I like Zendaya. And she can obviously... She can nail these songs, like, entirely. Um... So then I went for a bit more Broadway. I was like, again, I wa- I said this earlier. I wanted to find roles for Ben Platt and Rachel Bay Jones. I could not find one for Ben Platt in the main cast. But I was like, well, Rachel Bay Jones can just switch roles and be Zoe's mom. She can be Cynthia Murphy. Why not? Uh, that role does not need a super famous actor, even though it's being played by Amy Adams in this version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, But it'd be a nice way to acknowledge her. She's really good in the what I've seen of the Broadway show of her. Uh she'd do good in it uh i like her 
And then for Larry, who, by the way, I've heard Larry is not in this version of the show, this movie. That gets me so upset. A lot of people hate to break in a glove. I think it's one of the most underrated songs on the soundtrack. Larry is not in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. They're replacing him with a stepdad character. Which, Uh. to me, kills the entire dynamic of Larry and Evan and that whole family. Because Larry is meant to be, like, the ideal like picture perfect dad and that gives contracts that evan never had that uh and not that stuffed heads can't be picture perfect but i think from what i've heard they're cutting his song and just severely cutting down the role which makes sense because amy adams is playing the mom and the dad is being played by some actor no one knows excuse you i love that actor how dare you wow (laughs) i've never heard of him well he's been in a lot of um Oh my gosh, what's the... Okay, he was in um, Law & Order SVU, I think, for a little bit. Oh. Um, but he's also was he's in The Mayans, which is a big show right now. If anyone who's a big Sons of Anarchy fan, it's like that spinoff, kind of. Mm. Um, well, I'm not happy they're cutting the song anyway. So. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm mad about that change as well. I just, I like that actor. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on your case, Dan. Okay, well, okay. That's fine. Uh, I went with my my friend, not not actually my friend, but I think this guy is someone who I've been wanting to get big in Hollywood for a while, and he's a Broadway actor. Is Brian Darcy James? <gasps> I love uh, Brian Darcy James. I love Brian Darcy James, and Brian Bar- Darcy James would kill this role. And I think this is a role that's often underrated because the moms are very much overshadowing in this show. Brian Darcy James is the type of actor that was like totally great. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, so next up for Connor, I went with Justice Smith, who was in Detective Pikachu. Connor's really not a great role. Uh, I kind of just went with someone who looked like they could be related to Zendaya. So <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, so I'll just move right on. I don't think anyone, uh, for Alana, I like who they got in the movie. I didn't think of the, who they got in the movie, Amanda Stimber, but I went with Ali Krabalo. Okay. Someone who I want to have more live action roles. Yeah. Uh, she's really good. Then for Jared, I went with Alex Wolf, famous for the Naked Bummers band. And also, I think his brother is doing really well in Hollywood right now. Maybe, mm-hmm. which one's doing successful? I don't know. One of the Wolf Brothers is pretty successful. I think I went with the less successful one, because I know he can sing, and I don't think Jared's that big of a role. And then lastly, I went with, the, again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, is when they announced Amy Adams for the role, I was like, they gave her the wrong mom. She should be Heidi Hansen. She would win her Oscar for playing Heidi Hansen. Mm-hmm. But Ben Platt has to ruin it and not let her play Heidi Hansen. Because <laughs> right. she would win. She would win her Oscar for playing Heidi Hansen entirely. I fully believe that. That role is phenomenal. Again, if Rachel Bay Jones is in the cast as Cynthia, I'm not bothered by someone else playing that role. I'm not bothered by Julianne Moore playing the role. Uh, I just think it should be Amy's. Like, Amy Adams should win her Oscar for this. But yeah, that's my Evan Hansen cast. I think it's better than the one they actually assembled, even though it's full of more well-known actors. Yeah, I mean, I this might I don't know how you'd feel about this, but I'd like to throw out that with that cast list, I would be interested to see switching the actresses you have for um, Alana and Zoe, like putting Zendaya as Alana and like Rayo as Zoe. I think it would just be an interesting take. You know what I mean? It would be. I would be down for that. Um... Again, though, I just kind of went with, you know, the, oh, um, yeah. my, my fan cast always, I try to keep it out in the realm of realism, but in the idea of Hollywood wants these obscure properties to have, obscured for Hollywood sense, to have big names. Right. And in my mind, Zendaya has to play the lead then. Oh, that Zendaya makes sense. Zendaya is such yeah. a bigger deal than Ali Cravalho. 
uh, I agree Moana, that you can switch Danny, the role. But Moana. <laughs> it's a cartoon of Moana. So, it doesn't count. So I've got a, a fan cast as well. Oh, God. Here's Tyler's Dear Evan Hansen cast. Wait, yeah, is ben it cast... plays all the roles. <laughs> is, this, is this a cast of the musical or have you dreamcasted your play? It's wait, wait. Uh, no, I'm not dreamcasted my play. Okay, no. I just wanted to make before, sure. Yeah. Before we get to Tyler, can I just say one last thing about my fan cast, which yes. is uh I alluded to it earlier, is that Ben Platt shows up in a cameo uh during You Will Be Found, uh when it's going viral. So uh I wanna list the other cameos, okay? Can I just list the other cameos and I will read them as they appear in the outline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. All right. <laughs> So, uh, hold on, sorry, I accidentally searched Ven Platt in this. Concert, Tori. <laughs> oh. I'm, just, I'm just listening to right. Tyler sing You Will Be Found, but to a different, right. completely it's... different tune. <laughs> During the montage of voices, we see clips of, I don't know why I went with Naomi Scott. Uh, <laughs> but like, so Naomi Scott's Instagram discussing hashtag you'll be found being touching. Jimmy Kimmel introduces Evan's speech on his show as something that genuinely touched his heart. Tom Holland on a red carpet discusses Evan's speech as something that was legit inspiring. <laughs> and then Ben Platt dedicates his curtain call to Evan Hansen and Connor Murphy. Those are my series of cameos. I wanted to bring it up because of Tom Holland popping up and being like, that was legit inspiring. <laughs> right. Is that, I love how you didn't give him a British accent, even though he's British. <laughs> That's legit inspiring. <laughs> All right, so Tyler, what's your favorite? Yeah, go for it. All right, so here we go. Evan Hansen will be played by Evan Peters. Heidi Hansen will be played by Helena Bottom Carter. Zoe Murphy will be played by Emma Watson. Cynthia Murphy will be played by Viola Davis. Larry Murphy is played by the legend Bill Murray. Connor Murphy is played by Viola Davis. We can't just go quick by Viola Davis and Bill Murphy. Bill I need Murray. to process that for a second. Bill <laughs> Davis and Bill Murray being married. <laughs> okay, please continue. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence is Alana Beck and Chris Evans is Jared Kleinman. Do you even know what the role of Jared is? No. Jared is the, Jared is the nerd who hacks computers. <laughs> Wait, who did you have as Connor? I think I skipped past that. Connor is Zac Efron. Oh my god! <laughs> but who is Zoe again? Who is Zoe again? Zoe is played by Emma Watson. Yeah. Oh wait, you said Emma Watson. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That I heard Emma Stone for some reason. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I almost want that one more. Oh god. Uh-oh. You know what? Right. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> it sounds more of an interesting train wreck than what we're gonna get in September. So <laughs> Oh god. Uh, all right, I think we've exhausted yeah. this Green Room episode. We've yeah. discussed Dear Evan Hansen, we've discussed The Green Knight, and we've discussed Minority Report, Everybody Runs. So, <laughs> so yeah, check out our social media that we say on our episodes. Green Room, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Great outro. Out of we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>
leave Craig. <laughs>